Hi, I'm Delene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection. The connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card but making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for network equals net worth. I wanna hear your stories. I wanna share your stories. Good day, it's Delene Allen, Podcast Network equals net worth. Everybody's got a story to tell and networking is the key to success in so many things in our life. So I want to introduce you to Scott Gannon, who's the founder and wealth coach with Scott Gannon Financial Incorporated. He has a finance and accounting degree from St. Mary's, as well as several industry designations. Scott's been in the industry for 27 years and is still learning every day. He helps business owners in the real estate industry and healthcare professionals create cash, tax-free, and risk-free. He shows them how to never interrupt compounding their wealth while utilizing and enjoying the use of their money now. Scott says there's a sea of investment options. What you choose matters much less than how you do it. He makes whatever you do better with the how. Most importantly, he's happily married to Tammy for 25 years, raising two amazing kids, Cameron, a commerce student and collegiate golfer at St. Mary's, and Katie, who's heading into science and playing collegiate rugby with the University of King's College. Let me tell you, I'm your number one fan, Scott Gannon. So tell us when you popped out of the womb that you were a mover and a shaker from day one, weren't you? Uh, you could probably say that it was, uh, you know, you're fun. it's it's funny, we you talk about there, there early on. Um, I thought my, my, my parents, I, I had developed a way to get move around without actually crawling. And, uh, but it actually delayed my walking. Um, I didn't, you know, they, they, they thought I was never going to walk. I was 14 months old before I got up on my feet, but I had, I had a unique way to move around that I could basically go, go faster, uh, on my bum and, and dragging one leg as, as opposed to, uh, as opposed to getting up on my feet. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you grew up loving sports. Yes, I did. Absolutely. And the, the first place that we learned how to network, what were some of the things that you learned there? Well, one of the one of the things you learn in, in, with team sports is is that uh, there's there's a range of personalities and there's a ra- there's a range of egos as well. And uh, you know if it's if it's uh, uh, if, if you if you put those aside and realize that you're a team and you and you have a common goal and that's to win a tournament or or, or, or win a hockey game or a baseball game or whatever. You know, you know the the true pros, if you will, uh, are the ones that. Uh, when I say pros, I, I mean anybody. Like you know, if you can set that aside and 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 know that you're working toward a tom- common goal, you know, it doesn't matter that you have different personalities. You also have a common love, and that's the sport, the exactly. game. Exactly, and and the fact that um, your dad, being a postal carrier, um, walking up and down Sackville Drive, that. The, the number of people you got to meet, um, likely by walking with your dad someplace, that must have been pretty enlightening to also uh, help you meet people. 
Well, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's okay now that he's passed that I can say this out loud. But yeah, I was meeting people with uh, in the in the summer times. He used to uh, take all all the neighborhood kids swimming in the afternoon when he finishes finishes walks. So what he would do is he would my brother and I would take turns. We he'd set up his walks so that we'd go down each each go down one side of the street. So I was I was basically delivering mail when I was eight years old. Uh, helping them right just so just so we can get done faster and get get to the lake to go swimming hey teamwork teamwork excellent excellent and so you've always been a high energy person so tell us about your uncle offering you money oh my goodness yes uh so so the all growing up my mother was convinced i could never sit still and 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 uh her younger brother he used to babysit us a fair bit and uh so it was just an ongoing joke. Scott can't sit still. So he offered me a dollar a minute. And I mean, this is this is back when I was this is back in the mid 70s. I mean, it was a lot of money and a dollar a minute. If I could sit still for 10 straight minutes, I get ten dollars. And lo and behold, it just didn't happen. I think I lasted three or four minutes. Like, well, I don't even think I made it to five minutes, if I remember correctly. And uh, he just laughed. He just he, he pretty much knew that he picked a number that I would never be able to attain. And that was 10 minutes. I love it though. You tried. You did try. Give it a go. Oh yeah, I'll give it exactly. a go. <laughs> so what other lessons about networking and connecting with people did you learn early on in your life? Because I think you had two great role models there with your mom and your dad. Yeah. So so I mean when I look at my parents and 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 they were they were both, you know, working class, uh, middle class working um individuals, but they had a very uh, they had a social conscious, but they also were sociable, and and they they um, I grew up seeing that they they were friends with a lot of people. They all they they and, and they made sure that they contacted people. There was you know my mom would be on the you know back 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 then. I mean we didn't have cell we, we didn't have the uh, the smartphones that you could text people, but uh, she you know like my my mom would just call people just to say hello. I mean, my mom loved to talk, so that's a good thing. But uh, and uh, and our door was always open. Like the, it was nothing. Every weekend at our house, somebody would be dropping in, and they, you know, they might have a drink, a glass of wine, or something. But they would stay for supper. And but that was my mom was in her element. She was in the kitchen and 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 serving somebody. That that that's 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 what I grew up looking at. Is is uh, my mom being a host, uh, working every day, but still being a host at night. And my dad, well, my dad was like everybody knew him, yeah. and uh, and you know he was just he he was just always out. He he was yeah. always out moving around, and and I, he would take me with him, and yeah, they would just talk to people all the time, all all the time. They were always talking to people, both of them. Wow. My dad not so much when he got older because he lost his hearing, but <laughs> yeah. Well, but but here's the other part. What what great lessons you learned? It's not so much what people tell you; it's what's caught. Right between yeah. them having a duplex, renting one side, teaching you about real estate, which is obviously one of your passions. Uh, yeah. The fact that they supported you, and I know your son Cameron, because we interviewed him on the podcast. Just that your dad was in that those stands, watching him at those games. That that f- sense of family or community is not something that people, you know. And you lived in a big, you know, you live in a big city in Metro, HRM, Sackville, wherever. But the fact that 
that even though that's a big place, that it's still a small community in many ways. And the yeah. fact that that you were a big part of it, which to me says a lot about the type of family values you grew up with. And the fact that, uh, again, I love the hyperactivity of you because I'm the same way, Scott, and curious. It's like always wanting to have learn something new. So because your dad was a postal carrier, you started to work with the post office, right? Yep, I did. And, uh, and that was kind of, I, I don't want to say by accident, but it was, it, it was, uh, it was, it became an opportunity that I just jumped at. And it was, they were really, we lived right behind the postal depot. Um, basically walking distance from the post office where, where he went to work. And, uh, they were really stuck for, for somebody one day. And of course the supervisor kind of knew that I knew what I was doing because we used to help my dad when I was a kid. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so they called me and I took day off. Like I was in grade 12 at the time. I was in high school. I took day off school, made a hundred dollars. That was like, okay, I'm good for the month. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I did that off and on for that grade 12 in the first couple of years in university. And then, course I took a year off it turned into three uh from university and worked full-time for three years but but tell us uh, that you what was the defining moment where you said mm, not for me well you know it was it was fun like I I didn't I did not like the job because I was out and and you know you see you don't see a lot of people when you're walking around neighborhoods but you do see people and talk to them or, or like my dad he was he was in other businesses every day. He worked, he, he delivered right down Sapple Drive. So uh, myself, like, like, you know, I was going wherever somebody, wherever somebody needed to be because I was a fill-in and most of the time it was residential, but you still ran into a lot of people. And, and, uh, and, and, it, and I, I enjoyed it. I got me out, like, you know, walked 12, 15 miles a day and, and, uh, and in the summer, go to the beach in the afternoon. It was great. And like I said, I loved it, but I was bored. And, and that's really what it boiled down to. It was just like, I got, I, I, and I didn't really know where I was going at the time, but I knew I was going back to school because I was just like, I, like, I just started doing some self-reflection and, uh, and just realized that, uh, you know, there's more for me and I, I, but I need to, I need to walk away from this in order, in order to fulfill it. What did well, but watch, you know, other people saying, oh, good job, benefits, pension, all of those things. But you knew you were destined. That, and I, I think that good for you for listening to that, because sometimes people avoid that, that calling. The, it's funny you say that. I mean, I had a lot of my friends looking at me like, are you out of your mind? You're quitting the post office. You're going to school. You're not going to have a job. I'm like, yeah, I'm bored. Yeah, I'm bored. Like, you know, what, what? Anyway, yeah, I, I believe me, I had a lot of resistance from friends. I thought I was out of my mind. So, <laughs> Iris Piercy of Iris Interiors specializes in luxury design services for forward thinking homeowners. She enjoys working with busy professionals like you to create a custom luxury design that functions for your life and reflects your style. Don't know what your style is? Don't let it concern you. It's more common than you think. Using Iris's proven process, you will work together to define your style. As a full-service interior design professional, she uses a project management approach, providing plans with complete interior design specifications for both new and existing properties. 
Her goal is to deliver a space that speaks perfectly about your personality. She has an A-team of professional tradespeople she depends on to help her deliver the project of your dreams. She manages the project for you so you can concentrate on your work and not have to worry about dealing with trades and problems that may arise. This multifaceted approach helps her provide creative and technical solutions while also enhancing the quality of life for her clients. That's Iris Piercy of Iris Interiors. So welcome back here, Scott. So you were bored as a postal carrier, you went back to school and the rest is history because I truly believe what you are doing now is changing the lives of many, many people and not just their lives, but generationally too. So tell us what finally clicked. You went back to school and then what did you decide to do? So when I came out of school, you know, I graduated back in 94 and uh I kind of came out, I did an accounting and finance degree, as you mentioned earlier there. And of course, I really didn't know. I, I applied to accounting firms. And back then, there wasn't a lot of jobs going around. I was definitely well qualified. They had the marks and everything, but there just wasn't enough jobs going around. But I really realized, too, that a lot of the recruiters, they saw something in me that just wasn't a fit as an, uh, to be an accounting professional. And, uh, you know, looking back, it, it was a blessing. And uh, so, so then I kind of uh, did a few different odd jobs, selling, sell, selling, uh, selling food at one point. And what else was I selling? I can't remember. But anyway, right out of university, and uh, and then I answered a blind ad. I can actually recite the ad. It was uh, uh, self starter. This is back in '94. Desire to make sixty thousand dollars plus per year. You owe it to yourself to hear the full story. An address, no phone number, no no company name. I hopped off the elevator and it was Sun Life. And uh, I was like, huh, life insurance. Okay, well, going to see what this is all about. And uh, yeah, so so I went through that whole process. And what I realized is it, like, you know, they, they, they had a couple of aptitude tests and, and, I, I, and it wasn't only Sun Life. I, I, I got recruited by a, a couple of different firms and chose Sun. But they, uh, you know, they do the aptitude testing and they realize that, you know, you're a, uh, you know, you're a go-getter. You're you're you 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 thrive on, on on doing as opposed to uh, and and being with people, and um, you know so so they, like you know they said you're you're a perfect fit for this work, um, but not everybody makes it. Right? There's about a there's about an 83, 84% failure rate in my business. Wow. And uh, yeah, so so I uh, you know, but I, I I knew that I went in the life insurance business, and I but I knew I wanted to be a uh, an asset gatherer was my my thinking then, and I and I spent you know the better part of of uh, first I'm in 27 years in business now, so probably uh, first 17 I guess so yeah 17 18 so the last 10 years have been a little different, but and I was just like everybody else you know where's your money. You know, uh, how much do you save and move it to me? I'll make it all better. And and then I just kind of, you know, uh, the, after going through the 2000s and understanding that, that um, um, you know, markets go up and down, understanding why, or sorry, understanding why they happened but not able to control it drove me nuts. So I, so I you know, I continued on my, my journey of searching and searching for a better way. And what I discovered was, you know, th there are other ways. And it really boils down to, to um, uh, you know, investing in yourself, 
and investing in your own business and making sure you do it in the right way. And that's what I talk about the how is, 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 is using that strategically owned or strategically built uh, life insurance policy that you own. And uh, that is a kind of your, your foundational tool to, to do whatever you want. Well, just the fact that you really teach people how to become their own bank, Scott, that that's brilliant. Yeah. So, and, and it's interesting because banks are the most profitable business in the world, most important business too. No other business happens without them. And uh, so, so you, when you really, when I really looked at that and did the research on, on the concept of becoming your own banker, uh, it really made, it really resonated, made sense to me. It's like, well, if they're so profitable, then maybe I should start to act like them. Yep. And, and, and that, that journey started about, um, about seven years ago now. So I, I, I knew I was, uh, you know, that's the, the, the 10 year ago period was when I started really looking hard at real estate over, over investment markets. And then about halfway, I guess, like I said, about four or five years later, I kind of discovered right in my own wheelhouse, so to speak, uh, in my day job. So uh, there, there was, there was an opportunity there to, to really help people, um, you know, control their own destiny, basically. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. And one of, is control. Exactly. And one of the things, one of the first emails I ever got from you, um, you have such a giver's gain heart of, I will pass a hundred referrals this year. And so do you want to explain really the theory behind that? And just cause you do it so beautifully, Scott. Well, yeah. So there's a little bit of history to that. Um, I can't remember exactly where I came up with the idea to put that into my, into my e- email signature. But I, I, I did read a book. It's kind of it's funny the the, the book um, uh, by Ivan Meiser, uh, Givers Givers Game. Yes. So the book that I had read before I even knew about that was it's called The Go Giver, and and it's a story about basically a guy that just kind of walks through life and learns that he finds a mentor and learns that you know the more you do for other people, the more abundance will be created for yourself. And, and it's really, it's really about relationship building and helping people. And, and, and along the way, like I, I really learned that idea is like, you know, the idea is, you know, everybody, everybody has problems. Okay. And people will put their problems on Facebook. People, will, people will talk, you have a, a conversation with people. Like, in fact, actually, I just, I just gave a referral last night because somebody expressed their problem to me on Facebook. Not to me, but out in public. I was like, "Ding, opportunity!" So, so I, so I gave another referral last night for just from that, and and and. But interacting with people, generally, people will, you know, as you talk to people, people end up um, ex- expressing their pain points or their or what you know what what is wrong in their life or what needs to get fixed. And if you understand that, you really listen to people. You got two ears, one mouth. Listen twice as much as you, as you talk you'll understand that the, those, those opportunities are going to come. But, it's, it, but the idea of the giver's gain, you have to kind of almost, you almost have to treat it almost like a sport. Like, you know, how, you know, how many problems can I solve today? And, and but you got to write that. You, so you got to ask questions. You got to be, you got, you got to intuitively do it. And, 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 and to this day, I don't, I don't feel I'm a really good, uh, um, good at asking those questions. I'm good at getting people to talk. Um, like, you know, I, I, I think about, um, 
you know, different people that are, it's, it's almost annoying how many questions they ask because it's like, okay, I want to ask something about you. Like, stop asking questions about me. And, and, and uh, it, I, I say that almost, uh, uh, yeah, almost facetiously, I guess, is, is like, you know, it, it's great when you got people that are good questioners. Like, you know, the, you, you always, I don't know if you ever notice this, like, if you, if you talk to somebody and ask a lot of questions, they'll think you're great because you're a great listener. But really, you're just getting them to talk, right? Oh, you're 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 a great conversationalist. You're a great, great listener. Yeah, you know what? Just asking questions, right? And 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 you ask questions, you end up getting answers, and those answers will be some sort of pain point or problem will come up. It's 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 it's, it's, it's like I say, it, it, like I love doing it because there's always something out there to give to somebody else. And frankly, I mean, as like I say, I mean, I. I I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not shy about it either. I'm in business to make money. And, and I know that the more people I help, the more people will help me. Exactly. Well, it, it, you become top of mind. You become the resource. You become mm -hmm. the person that it's like, wow, last time Scott helped me and that was a really good thing. And I'm going to call Scott again just to see if he can help me. I mean, to be able to always be top of mind of, of your client's thinking, that's pretty hard to beat, right? And really, Scott, when you think about it, why you're so good at it. Yes, it takes an extra minute to put a plug in for somebody on social media or try to connect somebody. But it's also one of the most rewarding, isn't it? Because it makes you feel good, right? You know, it's funny you talk about that. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example of a referral that is being thanked, you know, well, three and a half years later. I'm dealing with a, um, I, I was, uh, I'm dealing with a client, well, two clients right now that are that have uh, had spouses pass away. And I was referred to one of them three and a half years ago. And it was funny, I just, the guy that referred me to the client, I just seen this morning for, for uh, you know, a review meeting. And I, I looked right at him, I said, you know, you're the hero in this. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, I'm going to see such and such. I don't really want to say the person's yeah. name, but. Um, and I want to tell you what she said to me. And she said, I feel like you came into my life for this reason. And the only reason I did was because you referred me. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, had he not. Who knows what kind know. of situation it, that person did. Yeah. And there's so many things that she's already expressed to me. She said, he really feels like, you know, there were, and she goes, not just, not just the insurance coverage. She said, she goes, this, just the way you set things up for me gave me freedom. Gave me freedom when I needed it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, peace of mind, Scott. Dude, again, if, um, if only people would do just that little extra step of liking and sharing somebody's post, or if, if you see somebody who's got a question, how long does it really take to say, hey, I know somebody great who could, who could help you out there, right? If only we all took that little extra step. And Scott, that's, that's really number one to me why you're so successful. Number one, you listen, you ask the right questions, and again, you've got a solution. And so many times you see people, you know, again, sometimes they're asking things on social media and think, okay, what you really want is somebody who knows what they're doing, right? Which is, <laughs> yeah, they likely don't even know what questions to ask. And again, financial literacy, how we, we wish 
it got taught in school, right, Scott? You could likely go on about that for days, couldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, you know, I have my own regrets because I wasn't taught certain things in school. I say regrets. I mean, like, you know, what I'm doing now, I could have been doing a lot sooner type of thing, right? But that's, you know, it's water under the bridge. I don't, I don't dwell on that stuff. That's for sure. Well, but at, at this point in my life, you already taught me, right? I could have planted a tree 20 years ago, but I still did it. So there's still yeah, time. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I just want to point uh, something that I know, I forget what I was going to say now. The, uh, oh, one thing I always tell my clients, people I, people I run into, so like, you know, it doesn't always come up in every conversation, but, you know, when, when I, when I hear people talk and, and they express that they need something or they need, a, or they need a problem solved, you know, I always make sure, I always, especially my clients, I always finish with, I may not know somebody to solve your problem, but if I don't, I'll find them. And that I want, I want them to know that they can call me if they need something. Even if I don't have the answer, I'll find it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and again, the trust factor when we give a referral makes such a difference, doesn't it? Right. If, if that person knows, likes, and trusts me, and I know it, like, and trust you, and we pass that referral amongst us, and you do a great job, it's win win for everybody. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, anyway, pleasure talking to you. So any last minute networking tips? Uh, certainly, I'm going to tell you all, if you haven't listened to Scott's way of helping you become your own bank, you want to make an appointment right away. It'll change your life. Well, thank you, Delane. And you know what? I'm probably just going to reiterate exactly what I just what I just talked about. The final thing is really it, it's just just uh, be present. Be present in your conversations. And, and really listen to people because those opportunities are going to be there, you know, and, 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 you know, be authentic, right? Like, you know, the, the, the biggest, the biggest thing you can, the biggest thing you can do is be human, right? Don't, don't, don't try to be something you're not just, just, you know, be present in the situation. Keep your ears open. Opportunities will find you. Exactly. And boy, having your ears open and really listening. So it's Delene Allen Network equals net worth. Everybody's got a story and I'd love to hear yours. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. What you like best about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes. Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram and we'll keep the conversations going.